Hey guys, Yogi Mori here, host of the Rupee Ball Show. I just wrapped up an interview with Ranjit Bajaj, the co-owner of Punjab FC, and we got into it on multiple topics. Uh, what do we need to do in India to qualify for the World Cup? What are his views on coach education? What are his views on scouting and player development? What are his views on the AFC roadmap? Uh, how does he feel about this merger between ATK and Mohan Bagan? Um, how, what's going on with his team and the January transfer window? Um, you know, we, we talked about a lot of things. And true to form, Ranjit pulls no punches. He's very straightforward. Um, if he feels like being critical, he is. And um, coming out of the interview, my thoughts are um, people – Naturally, you, 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 you'll never agree 100% with anybody, and you may not agree with Ranjit, um, but at least he's given you a straight answer. And I was thinking to myself, how many people in our lives, you know, what they're thinking and what they're telling you are not the same, you know, they're not revealing things. Uh, at least this is a character in Indian football who's willing to tell you what he thinks. I myself don't always agree with him. Um, but I like listening to him. I like hearing his views. You know, he has had success. And that success, uh, for me, I respect that success. And I will get other people on who maybe have differing views than him, just so that um, uh, we're, we're objective. Um, if you listen to Ranjit's message, a lot of his message does actually meet with Richards. Uh, but they diverge in certain places. Uh, but I think it was a good interview. Uh, I'm grateful that he gave us his time. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's been tuning in and sending me feedback, and uh, I hope you really enjoy the show. Thanks so much again. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for tuning in. Cheers. Hi, this is the Rupee Ball Show, and I am your host, Yogi Moria. Thank you for joining us today as we delve deeply into multiple topics on Indian football with a man who really needs no introduction if you follow our sport in India today. He's very active on Twitter. He's none other than the owner of Punjab FC, Ranjit Jaj. Punjab FC currently sits second in the I-League table after eight matches. It is a bounce-back year for them. They won the I-League in 2018 and represented India in the AFC Champions League qualifier and subsequently the AFC Cup. They have won the Youth I-League, now Hero Youth League, multiple times at different age groups. Ranjit, I believe, is most proud of giving what is now more than eight, over 80 internationals to our various Indian national teams. Some people may not know this, but Minerva Academy was established in 1955 to train young aspirants for the Indian Armed Forces. And I know it is with great pride that Ranjit and his family support our Armed Forces. Ranjit is a mountaineer, adventure junkie, uh, motivational speaker, and uh, was on MTV Roadies Season 1. Ranjit, thank you so much for joining us today and taking time. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And I've um, been wanting to do this for a long time because I've been watching your show, and especially the last one, Richard Hood, was fantastic. Man. Thank you, Ranjit. And um, before we get into you know, a deep dive on Indian football development. I watched your Josh talk and um, 
You know, I know it, it has more than 300,000 views. What caught me in it is that you've gone skydiving more than 40 times. Tell us about that. Um, see, it's just about facing your fears. So most of the fears are what height and then jumping out, basically jumping out to the unknown and trusting that parachute on your back. Uh, the same as mountaineering, trusting your equipment because if you're not jammed on properly and the next step can be your last because you're trusting that little, little thin rope and you're... Uh, it's just, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, 5,000 yeah, meters. 5,000 meters uh, in the air. The same thing with scuba diving. You're trusting your uh, oxygen tanks and hope nothing goes wrong when you're 30 meters under the sea because something like that happens, then you're done. But the thing is, then you can't think about that. You can't think about what can go wrong. And I think that's what life is. You, if you keep on thinking about what can go wrong, everything can and will go wrong. I think Murphy's Law comes in there. And see, I really believe in it because uh, always been thinking positive thoughts, especially during the 40 jumps. Never thought, what if my... Right. How do you <laughs> think that's helped you as an owner? You know, you obviously you faced a lot of challenges like many of us and head on. Uh, it's really helped me because I don't think anything can face me now. Um, being through such challenges and not only that, even in my life and before that, what I was and where I am now, facing all these things and coming here just shows you that as long as you don't give up and you believe in yourself and you're and definitely you have to improve. That means you have to be better than what you were yesterday. I mean, you can't expect the world to be all right just by believing in yourself. You have to improve as a person. And as long as you know what your weaknesses are and your strengths are, and you work on them and every day you're improving, I don't think anyone can keep you down. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what kind of thing you are, you do hard work and you improve on a daily basis, you're your only competition. Um, so... With that, Ranji, I know this is something that is very close to your heart and all of us, and you've got some very clear views on this. How does India get to the World Cup without the field expanded to you know seventy teams? Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's that's, that's again, that's like hosting the World Cup, yeah. and yeah, one way of getting to the exactly. World Cup is hosting it, but that's not the way we want to get into it. See, the whole thing starts with coaching. Um, I believe the problem is not with our coaching standards. Like what we have right now, the licenses are the perfect way to go about it. And even how strict they are about now giving the higher licenses, it's being there. It's really good. Right. But what's happening is that it's being exclusive, not inclusive. Because what all India Football Federation is doing is they're charging a lot of money for even not just getting a license, even for applying for it, that means trying for it, that means you give an exam after attending the course. And I don't think paying two and a half lakh rupees, three lakh rupees is okay or for an A licensed coach, doesn't matter who he is in India. It will pinch me, it will pinch anyone. I mean, it will pinch no matter who you are, two and a half lakh rupees, just trying is a lottery. I believe that if you look at Belgium's system of success and how they have reached where they are right now, look at the number of players, suddenly, Belgium has. It's not suddenly. The system was started 15 years ago and they had no coaches and then they just started. I mean, they've got now over 5,000 people. You know, Ranjit, because yeah. I just did See, the advice. You use the cost. I, I feel 
from the organizer's perspective, I felt their pinch. You know, it's difficult. You need rooms. You need pitches. Yes. You need transport. You I, need I know. I know. But that's where the Federation comes in. Right. So the Federation needs not to be spending money. See, even if they don't spend money on one stupid one cup competition or maybe they take one less foreign tour, that's what it costs. It'll probably cost, if you want to give 1,000 free A licenses in one year, it will crew out one crore or two crores. And I think that is peanuts for AFF, the kind of money they're spending on just samosas and chais and coffees. And I'm not kidding about the samosas and chais and coffees part. AIFF has spent more money on its meetings and meeting costs than they have spent on all boys, girls, juniors, senior, all coaches' education, all football basing activities is one side. They've spent less on that and more on their meetings. So you feel so some of the money is not there. Right. I mean, you're being very direct about it. You feel we need a little bit of reallocation on certain budgets and take a little bit closer look at Yes, yes. The spending at the right place. See, yes, all this is very good. Kalo football, all this is very good. Yes, grassroots football. But the point is you're teaching the grassroots boys wrong football. You're putting them with grassroots development officers who have done a four-day course. So right. you need high-level coaches to be teaching the correct techniques at the age of six and seven. Not teaching them wrong techniques at seven and then hoping by the time they get to an A license, if they're good enough with wrong techniques, they're going to get to a, the A license. And by the time, what, what is, he's, not, he's not a magician. An A license cannot go there and put it right what has been taught and drilled into that boy for 10 years. So like the problem I'm having with my team, the kind of team I have right now is every member of my team, every Indian, forget about foreign, every Indian has been taken from our ISL club. Seven of them have played for India before. None of them know what half spaces are. And that is unbelievable. In football, in India, you, you, everybody wants to watch Man City. They want to watch Guardiola. They want to watch Klopp. But they, nobody knows what half spaces are. And none of the coaches talk to them about it. Whereas the, one of the most important places in a football field is the half space or the zone 14, or the Halblum. And, you know, these kind of things are not being taught. And building up from that, everybody wants to start doing it. But they don't know what to do. So every time you see teams have started now trying to build up, but every time they get pressed, they have only one option, they go long. They don't try. And right. that's just showing that we're building up. So the building one up. aspect is you feel we have to make coach education more affordable somehow. Very what yes. else do we need to then, do? What, what then we need to start at the age, age of six. Right. We cannot wait. See, in India, the, there's a notion that you can become a professional sportsman starting at the age of 10, 12, which is true for cricket. Yes, all cricketers, I think, start at 12. But for football, you start at 12. Oh my God, you are five years back. Right. Because at 12, we are teaching tactics to people uh, in Europe. And by 15, you are probably playing in a, if you're good enough, you're playing in a professional club. By 18, you are in the country. So here, under 22 is supposed to be the junior. Because that's what we're supposed to play in every match. One under 22 player. And that's their level of saying that's a junior. Under 22 is not a junior. He's supposed to be playing in the senior team, scoring goals in the senior team. A junior is under 15. And that's the guy who needs... Now, under 15 should be the guy who should be playing in every single match. So it should not be under 22 in every match. It should be an under 16 player. So that, so that is the boy who needs... Sure. That's an interesting point. So we are losing out. See, we don't start at 6. That's why the under 22 player is good enough only to play. And now you've had, in a brief period of time, you've had a lot of success with you know, national team players getting selected from Minerva Punjab Academy. Why? 
what see, is it you're doing exactly. different? See, what is it we are doing different than no one else is? Uh, we believe in um, hard work and that's not like saying that others don't, but what we mean by hard work is when we have a residential academy, they are not doing anything else morning, evening. They are doing um, two sessions a day and they're doing it five times a week. And, this, and, and in the middle, they're doing the school. So from 6 a.m. when they get up in the morning till 10 p.m., their time is exactly sorted out. So take they me through the typical day. Sessions. They're up at 6 and they're, they're on the training ground? No, no, they're, they're up at, no, no, no. 6 o'clock session starts. They're up at 5. They're up right. at 5. Their session starts at 6. They are in the session from 6 to 8. Then they go back, have breakfast and get ready for school. From, they're in school from 9 to 1. We right. have an in-house school and uh, all the teachers are here in-house. They come here and they put proper classrooms and it's proper proper school and people from outside come in right. the same school and then um after that there's lunch time and then after lunch and again the sessions for two and a half hours then there is a physio and um brief physio and physiotherapy rehab and all that kind of a time when you can go into the physiotherapy room then after that there is a video analysis video session time where they have to either watch a live match which is coming on TV or they have to do a video analysis of what something they've done or they can go online and search on their favorite videos on YouTube for their favorite player and watch it. So something to do with football all the time. Then hopefully they're tired enough and you give food and sleep. So every single day is nothing else, breathing, living, sleeping, football, that's it. So at the, if you do that, yes, uh, people say that you know there's a chance of a burnout, but if you want to be world champions, that's the only way. There is no other way. You want to be a champion in something, you have to devote your life to it. So we are only taking the boys who know that this is their life. This is going to be the life. And, but uh, that four hours of education yeah. which we give, make sure, the four hours of education which we give, make sure that 50% of them are not going to make it. And 60%, 70%. But the ones who don't make it, they are exactly same as the ones who have never played football in their life because they've been studying in a proper right. ICSC, CBSC school. So in terms of, you know, you mentioned, you know, who you select. Tell me about scouting. I know you have some very strong views about that also. Yeah. So see, in scouting, we need to go all over and we need to go not to the main centers. You understand? I mean, everyone goes, for example, if you go to Manipur, everyone goes to Imphal. No, man. You need to go to the furthest districts. So this time, we have 12, 13 districts in Manipur and and in every northeast state and each district maybe like 20 30 kilometers but it takes 10 12 hours to reach there because the roads are such so imagine if you keep a trial in Imphal, if you can't get there for 12 hours there's no boy who's going to come from there to give a trial right. for 12 hours so we get there even if we so what i'm looking so what are we looking for not me everyone in india should be looking for this we should be looking for the first indian Messi or ronaldo because that's what's going to create the football revolution once we have a Indian player playing in the European leagues, for example, Salah for Egypt. That's the football revolution in Egypt. Now you see everything right. in Egypt is just football, football, football. And what age Same way we need that taking kids from? Oh, in your academy. we're the only ones in the country. We take them from the age of five. So we've got wow. this World Cup patch. So the dream is World Cup 2034. And I know if I keep on depending on the powers that may be, we're never going to get there. So. I saw the state of football in India and I saw it's not tough. Bloody Iceland's done it. And Iceland's population is 3 lakhs. Bloody hell, man. Yeah. So it's, it's just about getting, and you know, it's not about Indians can't do it. They just talk about Indian genes, you know. 
power and stamina genes. The only medals we get in world championships and everything else either is in boxing or is in weightlifting or yeah. is in wrestling. So which power stamina genes are you talking about? Exactly. So it's not about that. It's in 1960s, we were right there. We were the number one in Asia. We were beating South Korea. We were beating Japan. Right now, so you see the logic. Logic is in hockey, we are in the top five. Who are the other countries in the top five or ten? It's Germany, it's Australia, it's South Korea, it's Japan, it's England, it's Australia. Uh, you know, all the countries who play football are doing well in hockey. All the countries, just see that, except India. It's the same bloody game. It's not that hockey people are better than us and they have better stuff than us. It's not skill anymore. It's all physical stamina and tactics even in hockey. But what happened? In the last 10-15 years, 800 astroturfs have been made in India. 800. Every bloody village almost has an astroturf. So kudos to Hockey Federation of India. But that's the numbers. And look at the growth. Every school now has an access to an astroturf. That's the first thing they show. Our grounds are pathetic. You can't play football on the grounds. So it all starts with a revolution where the grassroots are not just taken care of just by saying grassroots, grassroots, grassroots. But giving them the facilities so the grassroots may aake koi khele. Nobody wants to play in your fucking grassroots. There's crap. Right. But if you give the boys something which you see on the Premier League every day, suppose for the kids, no problem, turf. You make some small turf grounds and make them play fun games. Oh my God, the number of people who come. Every bloody city has these three astroturfs who are working on a daily basis and they already charge thousand bucks an hour. And they're working because people are willing to pay. And they're not good footballers, they just want to have fun. Imagine if you make it free for kids, done by AFF, all under sevens, free football. So the number of people who come and play on the AstroTurf every day, small kids. No? no so you've um, got so many. So, um, scouting, if I can paraphrase, go further into the districts. Yeah, the only, we may, we may say we are 1.2 billion people, but we don't cover 1.2 billion people when we start. Right. We probably cover 200 million because we go to the main centers. Sure. And you don't find the stars in the main centers. So unfortunately, sure. imagine sure. a club like me with, uh, see, with no resources, with no resources, I do all that. And on top of that, we don't charge any money. We probably one of the only clubs don't charge any money for trials. Like when we go there, no money for registry, no trial fees, nothing. So we get huge turnouts and it's very difficult to manage them, but we do. And because of that, I think I've been able to pick out boys who I would have never been able to. And I'm giving all these secrets out because see, the point is we don't need one Minerva. We need hundred Minervas. Right. Unless they are hundred Minervas, we are never, see one day earlier there used to be Tata Football Academy. And now bloody ISL has got so Tata Football Academy is dead. They're not there anymore because all the money has gone there. Now, and now there's one Minerva and then there's nobody else. So if imagine if every club had this kind of a system and they had it down, which is the first thing which they do before they even give an entry into the league or any other league. So make they it mandatory. That right make it mandatory. Yes, it has to be yes, it has to be compulsory mandatory that you have to have a system which works for five years before you can think of talking about getting a senior club. And sixty uh, percent of your players in the very first year, very first year, sixty percent of your players have to be your homegrown players. Or 30% of your players in a senior I-League team have to be your homegrown players. These are the kind of rules you need. Not, I mean, you give me $100 billion, I can beat Barcelona 10-0. Why? With 1 billion, I'll buy Messi. 1 billion, Ibrahimovic. 1 billion, I'll buy uh, Ronaldo. With 1 billion, I'll buy 20. I'll buy 
all 100 best players and put them in my house. So you can buy anybody you want. You need to produce players. Sure. We are giving all the money away to foreigners. We spend one hundredth of that on our own kids. We can produce better foreigners. We just need to believe. We're not believing in ourselves. Do you think I've seen the videos for foreigners in the I League? We have to. I was always against putting them up to six. You can't have more than four. See, once again, it just cuts down on your national team selection. When you have six in the most important positions, you will play foreigners. That means in your strikers, in your midfielders, and your centre backs. On the wide men, you can have your Indians. So when the Indian team is selected, the least amount of game time which the coach gets to select from is a striker or the midfielder or the yep. centre backs. Yep. So if you have only four, they will know they will be forced to play Indians at least one Indian as a centre back, one Indian as a striker, one Indian as a midfielder. You put six. I mean, you've covered all the basic positions. Right. Just fringe positions left. What uh, you know? You've got some staunch views. Uh, about the Indian roadmap, you uh, you know you you very publicly uh, took a stand against the forced relegation. Um, and, you know now we're at a point where the roadmap has been released, which uh, uh, looks promising on the face of it. And yesterday we had the, on big, the face of it. we had the big news in Indian football this. Acquisition by ATK of Monbagan. Um, tell me about your views on this. I'm really sad. I'm gutted. Um, I've lost. It's like, you know, you lost a relative. I'm not kidding. It's, uh, being honest, when I was growing up, I played for India under 19, and the dreams of all my boys who were playing with me were that one day we'll play for either Monbagan or East Bengal, or maybe we'll play against them. So when I was an I League club, the biggest moment I had as a second division club was when we went to Calcutta to play Mohammedan Sporting, for example, yeah, the same as you. The same as it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, that's what you live for. And no matter what happens, they can keep on calling it whatever they want. It's never gonna be Mohan Bagan. You Simple feel as that. You see, if, if, see I'll tell you. I'll tell you why it's not difficult. Significant see, resources Quest. now. Because Quest, see, Quest was not a football club. Quest was a company. Right. They just wanted to put their name in front. So it's Quest East Bengal and everything stays the same. But it's not ATK, it's not Sanjeev Goenka's body. It's a football club. So it's two football clubs who merged. So the identities have to be merged. No matter what they say that the fan base is low. But still, even if the fan base is low, there'll be a mixture of fans now. I believe that, I mean, great that he's done it. What he should have done was, if he had to do it, just buy, he can afford to keep both. He should have just bought that club and bought that club as well. I mean, there's no conflict of interest in India. <laughs> so right. he, should, he should have just done that. You it don't feel, I mean, I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Yeah. You look yeah. at the Premier League, you look in Italy, you look in France, uh, with largely Germany is a bit of an exception um, because of the 50 plus one rule. A lot of mergers of clubs, mergers of clubs. A lot of these historic clubs, well, I mean, it's a merger, but it's an acquisition. A lot of these clubs have been taken. No, but of clubs, see, the point is acquisition, mergers, no problem. Right. See, if a private entity wants to come in and put money, like Quest wanted to do with East right. Bengal, was no problem because it was not a football entity. And see, Man City doing it with Mumbai City right. is totally different because Man City are not playing in India. They're playing there. 
Sure. You understand? It's another oh, Indian football yeah. club. You, in the same what's circle. hard as a purist fan is that this is that it's a merger. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's like, okay, it's like Punjab FC and Kashmir FC merging or Punjab FC and Delhi Dynamos merging. Right. I mean, come on, no matter what you say, it's, it's mm, doesn't, I mean, people have still not been able to get about Delhi Dynamos now is Odisha FC. So, I mean, uh, okay. You look at the positives, it's great, it's great, great, great. But end of the day, it's 130 years of history and legacy. And um, you're right, it is, it is a significant amount of time, which, which uh, it can hurt when you look at it from that perspective. Um, roadmap. Tell us what your views are. You worked very hard. You kind of stood on an island. It felt like. Yes. Watching from this distance. Yes. It looked like an island which probably was infested by shark waters and the biggest sharks in the country. So, see, um, finally fighting for all that has given us results. See, again, the same thing. You believe in yourself and even if you're alone and even if you're fighting with the richest man in the world or probably in the country and who's running the country. But if you're fighting for the right thing, you do get some kind of victory because truth will win. And once I got all those papers out and the agreement was leaked by me on Twitter. I think that is a day when this entire, I knew, I knew it for a fact that if somebody fights for it in the end with these papers out there, they will be scared of one day going to CAS because if CAS rules against them, that just means on one day the death of I League of all these clubs and the businesses going kapoor. So I don't think they'll take the chance. So they'll take the first compromise which comes. My idea was, see, end of the day, Nobody wants to keep fighting with them. And end of the day, if it's betterment of Indian football in any way, and if it means a personal loss to the clubs playing at this time, so be it, if, as long as Indian football is there. So my fight was always that top league of the country should not be owned by a private person. Unfortunately, it will be now, but it should not be. Simple. Right. Second thing was, sporting merit should be the only basis of getting into the league, not Two crore, uh, two million dollars a year, and that also not you don't give it to AIFF, you give it to a private person. So that's not right. And the amount of control a private person can have over the national league of the country, that's not right. So, but now at least promotion relegation comes in, and right. now after two years, merit will stand a chance. It does not mean you have to pay the money. So the things are right. Say unless you have a strong second division, you can't have a strong first division. In the same way, unless you have a strong third division, you can't have a strong second division. This structure has to be there. There has to be promotion and relegation. If that is there, and not only here, it has to be there in the under 18s, under 15s, under 13s, under 11s, under 7s, 9s. Regular games for them. We need my senior team to be getting at least 40 to 45 games. You want how to be is that going to happen? But how, how do we see that happening, Ranjit? When you look at see, the first after two years, after two years, you get to the meetings with the owners and the first thing they want to do is keep it as low cost as possible and we're looking at it saying yes. one take. Yes, but see, what these guys also don't understand is I don't know how these clubs will ever make money because everywhere in the world you uh, make money from broadcast money. Of course. Here in India, the broadcaster owns the league. How will you ever make money because the rights will never be sold to a third party. It'll never go into the bidding war. Do you say never, never or will there be a, an opportunity? As long as Star Sports owns the league, why will they allow it to go to a bidding war? And um, that, that, that leads me to another question to ask you. Um, 
you know, I had also, I, I tuned into a few I-League games on uh, eSport, and I don't think it's been, I've tried to be respectful. I don't think it's been their finest hour. No, I mean, I tried to be respectful for the first week. I mean, right. for the first 10 days, because see, why is this happening? Why is the coverage so disappointing? See, I'll tell you, because they try to do, uh, they try to get away by doing it in very, very, very cheap way. That means okay. not wanting to spend any money. Right. So the entire cost of actually hosting and doing this is around 8 to 10 crores. And Instat came up with an offer, which uh, they came up with an offer to Eileen. Nobody listened to them. They came to me and along with Sony, uh, sorry, right. along with Sony and with D-Sports. So there were two channels interested. Right. So they said, as long as you, so the channel said, as long as you give us a free link, free broadcast link, we will do it. Otherwise, we will ask you to pay us 8 crores if you want us to produce and broadcast it. Okay. So Instead was the only one, Instead was the only one who said, okay, we'll do it at 2 crores. Now, what, what that was, that it saved IMG 2 crores, because like, IMG was supposed to, sorry, Reliance was supposed to pay 4 out of the 8 crores, Reliance pays 4, AIFF pays 2, clubs pay 2 when we were going to pay for transports. And that's what happened last year. This year, we said, why should we pay for our own broadcast? And because we did that, they said, okay, fine, then find a broadcaster because Star Sports said we will be taking 10 crores this year. That means they increased their So price. can I just so back up for a second? Last year, you guys had to pay for the coverage? See, we would have had to pay if they had done the entire coverage. That means okay. there was a okay. Yeah, so... But that they screwed themselves in the foot. So the point is that every this this year they made it very clear that we will take the money in advance. Um, okay. And that was ten crores. And Prafil right. Patel in that one of the meetings said, "Okay, we will take care of half the money, and you people take care of half the money, or something like that." And then we said, "Let us find a broadcaster for ourselves." So this guy was trying to come in at around two crores, and at two crores, it sounded like a very good deal. And they said that they have done the Russian league and the Belgian. I think I lost you there. Yeah. Yeah, you're back. You said they had said they had done yeah. the Russian and the Belgian league. So basically, I handed them over to the IE people and the Reliance people came in. So they started negotiating with them because the deal, the rights actually belong to Reliance. So they negotiated with them, signed a deal with them and saw it was very valuable. But the thing was, because they were trying to save money and they wanted to do it cheap, they could have just said that it's going to cost one crore more or two crores more and the clubs have to shell out 10 lakhs each, 15 okay. lakhs each and you'll get better commentary or you'll get better coverage. All clubs would have done it without right. looking at, without even thinking about it. Right. Because of it affects course. our bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it affects our bottom line directly. So we would have done it in a heartbeat, but no one asked us. In fact, we've been saying now, including D-Sports, D-Sports has been crying out loud saying that we really want you guys to improve it by giving us broadcast vans, by giving us OB vans, we can make it better, we can make it better. But no one's listening to them. So they're having conversations with me on a daily basis, but they still simply just can't get through to anyone in the ID. That means, that means no one's, from the ID side is interested because no one's talked to the clubs. Nobody even asked me, are you willing to pay 20 lakhs more so that you can get better coverage? Right. So at least ask the clubs who are willing to pay. So at least in my centers, in my home matches, we can give you that broadcast OB van because that's all it takes for making sure the coverage goes. If that's the small thing which needs, why not? And um, 
that takes me to something a little more, uh, slightly more positive. Uh, you guys recently uh, took in an investment and a partner in Round Glass. Tell yeah. us about the future. See, the whole see, Round Glass has been in existence for the last two or three years, playing junior league football here. That means age group football. And this guy called Sunny Singh, who is the owner of Round Glass, he is from the, he's from Punjab, but. He went to the US, made his fortune there and he's back and he wants to do something back and he wants to give something back to Punjab. And his way of giving back is that he wants to make sure that we get the best of facilities. That means the Punjab area should get the best of coaches, the best of grounds, the best of facilities. Hearing his plans, I was really impressed. And I didn't want someone to come and do a takeover straight away because I didn't want to make sure, I wanted to make sure that if I have, this is my baby and I've brought it up till here, so if you're getting somebody in, it should be the right person. So right. once I saw their performance in the last two years, if they're serious about football and they've been finishing second to us in every time in our group. Otherwise, they're a great team every time, under 15s and 18s. So looking that way, it was um, a positive thing. Um, and I decided that I was under debt of over three and a half, four crores till now in the last four years. Sure. Yeah. And... The only way out was, you know, selling this, but made sure that the 50% which was taken in, it was basically Punjab FC, which is going, Minerva has nothing to do with it. Sure. So that's why the name had been changed. Yeah. So that tomorrow if there's a change and Minerva has to be there on his own, which it will be, uh, there's no problem. So they wanted to get basically a foot in to the main ID, which is not at this time my priority. As you can see, and I was right, because look what has just happened. Right. Um, and my priorities right now, my World Cup 2034 batch. So I get the money to spend on my kids. Right. They get to play in senior football. It's a win-win for everybody. Fantastic. And um, how do you feel about your team this year? I think it's doing really well. In fact, uh, you know, you just got to get over the line otherwise just, I don't know, I hate I just hate the draws man the draws are really getting us down we've got five draws out of eight matches right. we are unbeaten since the very first match we've just the first match we lost after that we are unbeaten and it's been eight matches and but those five draws are really costing us and two draws which really appealing are the ones against Mohan Pagani Spingal we were leading till the 86th minute against East Bengal and 89th minute against Mohan Bagan. we dominated both the teams at home we play, we are, we are dominating basically every single team, but not being able to get over the line. Even though it's not about scoring goals, we are scoring goals as well, but then we are letting in goals at the wrong time. Um, but the team is looking fantastic. The Indian players are fantastic. The foreign players are doing really well. The team is gelling well and they are standing for each other. They are fighting right till the end. So hopefully if we get a run, all we need is a run of a couple of a couple or three matches together wins. And I think that should do it. And um, should we expect any activity from you in the January window? Yeah, you can. You can. So we've got some exciting Indian players coming in. Okay. Um, Alvin George has already joined us uh, from okay. BFC. And uh, you'll have another surprise by tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll be getting another centre-back soon, which I'll tell you about if uh, well, you'll know about it soon. Let it happen because I don't want to release sure. anything happens 
We've got this new striker who didn't have much time. They had around seven minutes in the last match, but you'll get to see more of him. Balki Junior is from, he's played all his life. He's played in the J League. He's played uh, in Cambodia. He's played in Thailand. He's played Oman. So he's done all the Asian countries. So he's well versed, 6 6 2. So we can expect some more good goals from the Brazilian. So we've got three Brazilians in our team now. Okay. And, um, are there any young Indian players that you're excited about that you think uh, you'd like to learn? See, the, the really two players, Chote Makan Chote, Chote yep. and he scored a goal for us. We beat Bangalore FC in the preseason. In yep. the preseason, we were the only team which beat them and he scored for us. Then he's already scored two goals in the I-League in an assist. Yep. Then Toiba Singh, who's been my star since the very yep. beginning. Toiba is doing well. He scored a goal as well and he's got an assist. So right. these two boys probably will be playing for India and they'll play for India for a very long time. Fantastic. He's the next Sudanta saying Chote Singh. Chote is the next Sudanta, guaranteed. Right. And um, let me ask you uh, something uh, a little bit more related to your, your, you know, your leadership uh, uh, mindset. Yes. Tell me about a uh, a lesson in failure that really sticks out to you. That sort of had an impact on. See, you. Uh, um, failures come and go, but they don't affect me because you can't let it affect you. Right. Um, if you do and you cry over it, you're gonna fail again. You just need to brush yourself up, make sure it never happens again. Stand up, get another failure. Dust yourself up, get up. Another failure, dust yourself up, get up. You can't think about it. Just learn from your failures. So, I never think about one failure teaching me. In fact, if somebody would ask me to change my life and remove all the failures in my life, I would never even remove one. I am the one, I am the person who I am because of the failures I faced in my life. And, Ranjit, if you had to give any advice to a young player in India today who wants to play for the country, and there are many, what would it be? I would say believe in yourself. Don't try to think that you want to be the next Ronaldo or the next Messi. You need to be the next you. And yes, but aim for, don't try to be India's best. You need to be trying to be the world's best. Probably then you'll be India's best. If you try to be India's best, then probably you'll be your city's best. See, you have to think big. Unless you think big and believe in yourself, you're not going to get there. So, even if you want to beat the world champion, your competition is you. Because you can't compete with his level. You need to be better than what you were yesterday. So, if you send Bolt is 9.58 and I'm 12 seconds, tomorrow I'll be 12 seconds and make it 11.99, 11.98, 11.97. If I'm better than what I was yesterday on a daily basis, one day I will beat you, said Lord. Ranjit, thank you so much for joining us. That's a fantastic message to close with. And I, I hope you'll come on again after a few more rounds of the I-League. Thank you again. I would love it, man. It's been such a pleasure. Yogesh, anytime with you. In fact, let me tell you that uh, I've always been uh, very vocal about the best, the best club let me tell you, the best club in the second division at this moment is Fateh Hyderabad. So, and what you've done with your youth system as well is Thank awesome, you. man. I love it. So, brilliant. Well done, Thank guys. you, Ranjit. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, guys.